Open your Bibles to Matthew chapter 28 today. Praise the Lord. Let us look in the word of the Lord today. Amen. In verse 1 it says, In the end of the Sabbath, as it began to dawn toward the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary came to see. And behold, there was a great earthquake. For the angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat upon it. And his countenance was like lightning and his raiment was white as snow. The glory of the Lord was there. And for fear of him, the keepers did shake and they became as dead men. These men did not fall back because of fear. They fell back because of the power of God. The glory of God caused these men to fall under the power of God. Surely they were afraid. But I'm telling you what, the same power that was there is here today. And all of your dead issues can become things of the past. For everything must fall at the power of God. Everything must fall at the goodness and the glory of God. And the angel answered and said, don't be afraid. For I know that you seek Jesus, which was crucified. He is not here For he is risen, as he said, come see the place where the Lord lay. Oh, thank you, Lord. He was raised from the dead and well on his way into town long before anyone got there. Oh, he appeared to his disciples. He appeared to Cephas. He appeared to several people during a certain period of time after the resurrection. And when they saw the risen Savior who said, I'm going to raise from the dead, they saw a dead man walking and they said to one another, sign me up with that guy. That's the one I want to serve. I want to serve someone who backs up his word with actions. And we serve a God who backs up his word with actions. The Bible says that he watches over the word of the Lord to perform it on your behalf and my behalf. Everyone say it. Sign me up. Sign me up up with that guy. Sign me up with the risen Savior. You see, they sealed the tomb. But the glory of God raised him and it sealed the enemy's doom. And friends, that changes everything. This power, this resurrection power can change everything in my life and in your life. Hallelujah. They were so on fire post-resurrection. They were so full of resurrection power. And full of the Holy Spirit. That the word of the Lord grew and multiplied and increased dramatically. By 64 AD in the city of Rome. There were 50,000 born again fire baptized believers. Still shaking under the power of a resurrected Lord. 
And these were no feeble Christians. These were not people who spoke in perpendicular language and said, glory to God. Isn't it good to be in church? No, they knew that they were the church. They knew that they were on a mission. They knew that they had the name above every name. And they knew that they could be, make a difference in the world in which they lived. Several were martyred. But they didn't back down. If you read Fox's book of martyrs, you will see that they lathered them up with tar and lit them on fire when they were still alive. And people that were witnesses of them dying noticed that they had no pain in their body. And there was absolutely absolutely no fear in their souls. But in their eye, they kept looking for a city. They kept looking for a Savior whose builder and maker is God. And I'm telling you what, when Jesus comes into your life, the fear of death is history. The fear of death is gone. And that will change everything for you. Because quite frankly, fear knocks on the door. It knocks on the door. It's the fear of economy. It's the fear of lack. It's the fear of sickness and disease. But thank God you've not been given a spirit of fear. You've been given a spirit of power. Power to overcome the world. Power to overcome the flesh. Power to overcome the devil. Not a power, but a fear. But a power and a love and of a sound mind. That'll change your whole attitude in life. You'll be able to stand up and face every week, every day of the week. You'll be able to face it with an attitude of gratitude and an attitude of victory. Oh, no, we're not going to go through life on flowery beds of ease. It just comes with the territory. It comes by living in the world. But I would remind you that you are not of this world. We are not of the kingdom of this world. For the kingdoms of this world have become the kingdom of our God. And we are in this world, but we're not of it. We have been delivered from the power of darkness and translated into the kingdom of His dear Son. We serve the King who's over this kingdom. And this kingdom is not a a kingdom of knee-knocking. This kingdom is not a kingdom of fear. This kingdom is not a kingdom of sorrow. This kingdom is not a kingdom of unworthiness and depression and oppression. This kingdom is a kingdom of righteousness. It's a kingdom of joy. It's a kingdom of peace in the Holy Ghost. Oh, I want you to see today that when you have the King of Kings in your heart and when you have the King of Kings in your life, this can change everything for you. It changed everything for my life. In March of 1974, when the door of addiction stood before me and the door of impossibility stood before me and said, you'll never be free. You'll never get this monkey off your back. But oh, one day I heard the gospel of the kingdom of God, how that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And I opened up my heart and the king of glory came in. Who shall remove the stone away from you? The power of God, the resurrection power of God, removed the stone of addiction. And it's been over 35 years and I haven't had a drink yet. I haven't had a shot yet because the king of glory, when he sets you free, he sets you free indeed. And that is a very, very... uh, uh, 
dear heart, dear to my heart testimony. But there's other people, you have stones of unworthiness in front of you. You have stones of religion in front of you. You grew up in a church. You grew up around the word. You grew up around the anointing. But you cannot say to me today that the king of glory lives in you. Because you sell so much religion and so much legalism. Who shall roll away the stone of religion from you today? I'm telling you, his name is Jesus. You can have a living, loving relationship with the one who died and rose from the dead for you. What kind of stones are you facing in life? We've already prayed it. We've already annihilated cancer. We've already annihilated the Itis brothers through faith in his name today. I'm telling you, there's nothing too big for him. There's nothing too big for him. Who shall roll away the stone of addiction to sexual situations? I'm telling you, if you give your life to Jesus Christ, your days of yielding to sin, your days of yielding to the world can be over and it will change everything for you today. For now is the day of salvation. Woo, glory to God. Hallelujah. It'll change everything for you. It'll change you. It'll change a depression on your life. The stone of oppression can be removed from your life. If you will but just by faith plug in to the power that he's made available to you. If you will just make an adjustment and stop expecting the worst and start believing for the best. Stop living on the wrong side of the street and start living on Glory Avenue. Hallelujah. Right down the street from Righteousness Circle. Amen. Oh, thank you, Lord. I serve a risen Savior. You serve a risen Savior. He lives. He lives. Christ Jesus lives today. He walks with me. He talks with me along life's narrow way. He lives. He lives. Christ Jesus lives today. You ask me how I know he lives. He lives within my heart. And I know I might be preaching to the choir today, but we all need to hear it. He lives. And today, with 2.3 billion people, we celebrate the fact that he's alive. All over the world, in Australia, in the huts, in the villages in Africa, in the largest churches in the world, in Seoul, Korea, in England and in London, and all over the world, His name is being praised today. His name is being acknowledged today. His name is being glorified today. People from all denominations lay aside their differences, lay aside what they don't agree on, and they say corporately, we may not agree on everything, but there's one thing that we agree on, and that He is alive. He is raised from the dead. It is the largest affinity group in the world. You never hear of a Christian converting to be a Muslim. 
You never hear of a Christian converting to Buddhism. But you will hear of a Buddhist and a person involved in Islam converting to the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. The reason why is Islam and their religious founders dead. Buddhism and their religious founders dead. But you go to the tomb in Jerusalem. Some of you have been there. Brenda, I've been there. We looked in the tomb. It was empty! It was empty. And today, he satisfies the longing or the empty soul. If your life is empty today, that tomb was emptied out by resurrection power so that of his fullness you may receive. And of his fullness you may have life and have it more abundantly. That will change everything for you. It will absolutely change everything. We could read scripture upon scripture upon scripture today which talks about how that we are victorious over sin. And one of the key words is rescue. Many of you have seen movies, you've seen films, Coast Guard, you've seen, how many of you have seen a dramatic rescue before? I mean, people that were near death, but all of a sudden the Coast Guard came in or all of a sudden someone from the USA came in and swept them out of that destruction and rescued them. Very dramatic. But the most dramatic rescue is the rescue that you and I experience when he bought us and he brought us out of darkness into his marvelous light. It was all done. It was all paid for for you and for me. What a Savior. What a God. What a champion. The comeback champion of the world. Hallelujah. Years ago, Sports Illustrated did the top ten of comebacks known in the world. Muhammad Ali was in it and there were others in it. But number one at the top of the list was Jesus Christ A.D. Oh, glory to God. Satan had him down for the one count, had him down for the two count. But on the three count, the God who raised Jesus from the dead said, it's enough. And he brought him out of hell and brought him, praise God, into the heavenly place for you and I. That's awesome. Maybe you've been down. Maybe you've been kicked. Maybe you've been clawed at. Maybe you've you've experienced some decrease. I got news for you. It ain't over. I said it ain't over. As long as my God is still on the throne and as long as he says he loves me, it ain't over. It ain't never over. You keep fighting the good fight of faith and let God do for you what you cannot do for yourself. Hallelujah. And so this so great a salvation that the Bible talks about saves us, number one, from the wrath to come. You know, God's not mad at you. He's not upset with you. He loves you. Certainly, he's going to deal with you. He's going to deal with me. He's working out his plan in our life. But I want you to know, we are not on our way to hell. We are on our way to heaven. Not only are we saved from the wrath to come, but we are also saved from hell. You and I, we're on our way to heaven. But we're not just on our way to heaven and just, you know, kind of in a cave waiting for it to happen. No, we're set free from the hell that's in this earth. Are you listening to me? See, hell has a plan, but heaven's plan always trumps hell's plan. We're on our way to glory. We're on our way to heaven. That's awesome news. Some of you have friends there. Some of you have relatives there. Guess what? There ain't no clocks in glory. 
You know what else? There ain't no mortgage payments in glory. Hey, I felt something right there. (laughs) Oh, hey, hallelujah. Amen. You're saved. Saved from hell. Saved. Hallelujah. From the wrath to come. But not only that, you're saved from sin. And you're saved from the power and from the effects of sin. See, the Bible says that the wages of sin always brings death. Is that not right? Sin simply defined would be a violation of light. When you know to do good and you don't do it and you violate the light, you open up the door for death. But thank God for 1 John 1, 9. We confess our sins. He's faithful just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. The death cycle is broken when you turn to God. Listen, he died to sin once. But now he lives unto God. And then he says, now, here's what I want you to do. I want you to reckon yourselves in sin. I want you to reckon yourself dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ. And I love what Romans 6.14 says. Let's bring that up there. You're saved from hell. You're saved from the wrath to come. And you're saved from sin. Romans 6.14 says, quote it with me, For sin shall not have dominion over me, for I am not under the law, but I am under grace. Let's say it again. For sin shall not have dominion over me, for I am not under the law, but under grace. One more time. Sin doesn't dominate me. I'm not under the law, but I'm under grace. That's awesome. That's awesome. The fact that he took the sting of sin, which is death, and removed it and placed you into right standing with him. Now, you don't have to be dominated by sin. You don't have to yield to sin anymore because sin has no dominion over you. You know what that means? You don't have to yield. You can make a conscious decision. You know what? I'm going to stop yielding to those drugs. I'm going to stop yielding to that pornography. I am no longer under the law. I'm under grace. I am going to put a stop now, today, on everything that has hindered my walk. Because we're under the grace of God. Now listen, friends. It's more than just a decision. It requires a decision to live free from sin. But once the decision is made, the grace of God is there to keep you free. I don't know if you heard this preacher today or not. He's not going to just say, don't sin. He's going to furnish you the power and the grace and the anointing to live free from it. And folks, when you understand that, that changes everything. So we're free from hell, free from the wrath to come, free from sin, and we're free from the tyranny of Satan, which means the oppression of the enemy. Thank God we don't have to live lives full of oppression. Thank God that Jesus modeled freedom from oppression in Acts 10.38. It says he went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. Why? Because God was with him. Listen, friends, oppression and depression is not of God. We need to stir ourselves up in resurrection power. Come on now. And take our freedom from oppression. You and I are free. And you'll notice in this message that we've been talking about this changes everything. 
Say it twice now. This changes This changes what? Changes everything. So let's talk in closing today about, okay, how does this resurrection really change everything in my life? You know, what is it that I, how is it that I'm impacted by this resurrection? What are the benefits of it? You know, the Bible says he's given you all things that pertain to life and godliness. Listen, friends, this resurrection power covers everything in this life, (laughs) in this life, and in the life which is to come. Now, how many of you have either health insurance or, you know, fire insurance or some kind of insurance? Raise your hand. All right. So that's most of you got insurance. So to know what the benefits are in your insurance policy, you've got to read the fine. Well, to notice the benefits that are in your covenant, you've got to read the you got to familiarize yourself with the covenant that you have with God. He's a covenant-keeping God. And listen, Jesus said this, For with man all things are impossible, but with God there are no impossibilities. Now what does that mean? That means that everything you and I face compared to the resurrection is low level. Now I think of Donnie Moore, our friend. That's a strong guy. He's coming to preach, you know, in May. And I don't think he can bench press 900 pounds, but he can bench press a lot. He can bench press 500 pounds. Okay, so let's say Donnie Moore comes in here and exhibits a 500 power, you know, lifting weights. I have, to- I have a hard time with 40, I'll tell you the truth. And you're in the foyer afterwards and you've got a can of Coca-Cola. Or whatever you like to drink. And you say, Donnie, please come flip this lid for me. You think it would be any problem for Donnie? 900 pounds? A can? No sweat. Listen, it's no problem for Jesus. It's no problem for God. He already did the greatest act in the history of the whole universe. He raised him. Amen. He can take everything in your life and he can heal it he can set you free and bless you so listen friends this covers everything it covers everything it covers everything oh jesus let's just start praising him for a moment oh hallelujah glory to god glory to god glory to god hallelujah The message says in 1 Corinthians 15, Who got the last word, O death? O death, who's afraid of you now? (laughs) Death no longer has the final say in your life, in my life. Oh, hallelujah. Now, listen. I've been on the other end of receiving phone calls from people that have been going through some very difficult times. Death of a family member. This, there, A to Z, everything that you can imagine. And yet, I have noticed in people that stay in the Word and have a revelation of resurrection power that they can go through anything. And they can go through everything. Because this resurrection power covers it all. In the midst of a difficult situation, He said, I will never leave you. I will never 
forsake you. And in closing, Paul said this. He said, I'm praying that your eyes would be opened, that you would come to a place of understanding, to know the greatness of His power which is toward you when you believe. And this power, he's saying, that raised Christ from the dead and set Him at the highest place in the heavenlies, far above any demonic power, is inside of you because He's raised you up and made you sit together with Him. And in closing, I want you to look at Philippians 3.10 in the Amplified. Philippians 3.10 in the Amplified Version. And we're going to look at part B. Everyone say glory. Glory. Oh, thank you, Lord. I sing because I'm happy today. I sing because I'm free. And several of you have gotten free today just by sitting under the Word, by having hands laid on you. And others of you, you're going to be transferred out of darkness into light. Look at Philippians 3.10, just the last part. You see, God raised Jesus from the glory, from the dead by the glory of the Father. And that glory of the Father is really the presence of God coming upon the scene. Now notice this, and that I may, this is our prayer, pray this, that I may, in that same way, come to know the power outflowing from His resurrection, which exerts itself over my life because I'm a believer. What this is literally saying, because we are a believer and we do believe, there comes an exercise of His power. There comes a, if you will, a transmission of His glory even in a dead-filled situation. And today, you can experience His grace, His love, and His power in this place. But it doesn't stop here. Because we're not just talking about resurrection in church. We're talking about His power in the marketplace. Monday morning, Tuesday morning, every day of your life. The power of God is available to you. Are you happy today? Did you receive the word today?